A very good evening and welcome to Women's National Basketball League action between the Australian Institute of Sport and Townsville Fire, John Keogh Courtside, at the AIS Training Hall in Canberra for the continuation of Round 9 of the Defence Jobs WNBL on Sport Radio. Alongside me for tonight's call, it's a warm welcome for Craig Ravel. Craig, both of these teams coming off losses last night. The Fire desperately need to win this game to stay in contention with the top four. The AIS Institute are trying to snap an eight-game losing streak. They are indeed, and tonight it's going to be an interesting battle because youth and experience up against the, well, the very well-experienced, very well-credentialed Townsville Fire. It is interesting because these two teams played last weekend in the Defence Jobs WNBL up in Townsville, and it was Townsville that had the win on that occasion. But all this week, there has been a GEMS camp, a national camp for the AIS players predominantly, joined by a few of the other young stars of Australian basketball, getting ready for the World Championships. And on that occasion, it was the Townsville Fire that invited the GEMS into their gym to do some scrimmaging with them, to do some work getting this Australian team ready for the championships. That is something that Dean Kinsman talked to me about when I spoke to him before the game. Well, Dean Kinsman, after a disappointing effort last night, you'll be keen to see the uh, intensity lift on your team. Certainly. Uh, it was a huge challenge from where we were last night to tonight. Um, nothing to lose. Come out, try and regather some respect and uh, get out and get after it. You know this team fairly well because you played them last week and also had a training camp featuring a lot of the fire players getting ready for Opal's camp, uh, for the uh, GEMS campaign. Yeah, look, I, I think all credit to Townsville to, uh, to allow us to come into their program for, for four or five days and we ran some individual sessions together, joint sessions on the Monday, which I think is a great experience for our, our younger people. And uh, uh, yeah, look, it was a great game last week. Townsville shot really well. Um, I thought we played reasonably well. Uh, they converted the baskets when they needed it and, uh, and ran the scoreline out a bit in the last quarter and a bit. So, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be wounded after last night and coming after us. So uh, we know we're in for a contest and we'll see how we shape up. A couple of changes since last night and uh, a bit of concern for Ellie Manu, who's uh, wearing a boot today and has a, a bit of a, uh, a foot problem, which isn't the easiest thing to explain. So we won't go into details. Oh, yeah. Well, look, you know, she's had a few problems with that. Uh, I guess the initial part is a bit more precautionary just to make sure that everything's okay because she's had quite a time out of the game with it. So we'll find out a bit more on Monday when we can assess it properly. Well, all the best for tonight. I know that you're going to have them revved up tonight. Well, we certainly hope so. Dean Kinsman obviously looking for a better performance than last night when the Institute went down to the Dandenong Rangers. That score was 91-45, to 45, so a 46-point deficit. These two teams... The AIS and also Townsville Fire met only a week ago, as you mentioned, Craig. It was the Townsville Fire prevailing that night, 94-63. to 63. Renee Camino shot 29 points and Rani Cox 26. Who do you fancy from the Institute matching up on Renee Camino tonight? I think you're going to go with Katie Ray Evsry on that job because I think we've already nominated Rebecca Schotts between us off here. We'll have to do the job on Rahani Cox. But... Don't be surprised if Maya Newley isn't set a target. She's been a very very nice attacking player since coming home from the United States. Tonight we might get to see how she goes man on man. Well, both starting fives making their way onto the court for the Institute tonight. It's Schatz, Ebsery, Tolo, Newley and Nicole Hunt in just her second game for the Institute in the WNBL made her debut last night against the Dandenong Rangers. Interesting, Kayla Francis starting 
on the pine this evening. Starting for the Townsville Fire, we have Kelly Wilson, Renee Camino, Rachel Flanagan, Claudia Brassard, the Canadian, and also Rahani Cox. Referees for this evening, Daryl Corkin, Damian Nemeth, and Kylie Simpson. That's Kylie Simpson. So we are just a bit set for... It's Kyle Simpson, rather, Craig. So just about set for a start here at the AIS Training Hall. It is round nine of the WNBL. Up in the jump ball, it's Cox against Tolo. Cox got the tip down, but it was straight to Newley of the Institute. She feeds the ball into the front court and finds Hunt. Dishes the shats on the right perimeter. Looking inside to Tolo. Doing a job on her is Broussard. Tolo receives outside the paint. Looks to back in. It was stolen. Snatched away by Cox. Gets it into the front court with a pass to Wilson. Transfers play to the other side. Left side perimeter. Camino drives. Goes along the way. Past the elbow. Makes the basket. And draws the foul into the basket. Camino just showing her experience there. Just making position and then waiting for the contact to happen as she was putting up the shot then. And draws out the foul. Goes to the line for an early two points she is hoping after being held scoreless last night. She's 59% from the free throw this, uh, this season. She makes the shot. The foul was on Mariana Tolo, and it's a 3-0 advantage to the Townsville Fire. Early going here inside the first minute at the AIS training hall. Hunt with the ball in the front court for the Institute. Swings it across to Ebsbury, who passes the shots at the top of the key. Hunt now underneath to Tolo, who's under the basket. Couldn't make the shot off the glass. Rebound came from Flanagan. Passes down the court. Gets it to Wilson who drives to the elbow then backs back out on the dribble. Back outside the perimeter. Passes to Camino. Back to Flanagan. She's outside. Right hand side. Drives underneath the basket. Feeds it to Wilson for the three point J. Can't hit it. Looks for the offensive board. Katie Ebsery got a hand in there. Knocked it out of court. And a fresh 24 seconds to the Townsville Fire on their attacking baseline. It is, once again, the fire just working very hard in defence, just making the AIS uh, work hard to even try and get a shot up, and more often than not, they've been able to make the steal to get themselves back into offence. Camino with the inbound ball, Cox underneath in the paint, drove it to the basket with her back, and she drew the foul as she put the shot up, and will go to the line to shoot a pair. Uh, it is uh, Schatz who's called for the foul that time. And Cox, well, she misses the mix. 77% from the free throw line this season, backing up from a great game last night where she shot 24 points against the Canberra Capitals. Makes the second free throw. It's a 4-0 advantage to the Townsville Fire. Tolo fumbles in the midcourt. The pass from Hunt was awkward. She gives it back to Hunt inside the front court. No look pass to Tolo. Feeds it back to Newley outside the perimeter. Goes across the perimeter. Ebsery can't make the three-point bucket. Wilson got the rebound. Passes to Cox. Transition down the court. Brassard under the basket. Missed what she should have made. Camino gets the rebound. Puts the shot back up. And Mariana Tolo may very well have been called for a second personal foul. It was Mariana Tolo too, and she just got a bit excited. They were triple teamed on Camino there as she's going off the glass, but unfortunately for the AAS, they have given Camino another trip to the line. Camino had an interesting night out last night against the Canberra Capitals where she was scoreless in the first half, came home with nine points in the second. She is averaging 18 points a game, makes the first at the charity strike. With the second misses off the back of the iron. Francis into the game now for the Institute. It's a 5-0 lead to the fire 
The AIS would like to get on the scoreboard sooner rather than later. Newly has it in the front court for the Institute. On the right-hand dribble, looks to feed Ebsery, ignores that in the end. It was good defence from the fire. Hunt receives from Newley, who goes the 1-2 to Newley. Francis now under the basket, receives from Newley. She's fouled by Claudia Brassard. Brassard, one of the travel called, and the referee didn't like that one, so it will take Kayla Francis to the free-throw line. Interesting. Wasn't truly in the art of shooting there. Was looking to make her way towards the basket, though, Craig. You could say she was putting her hands up, which is the act of shooting, as uh, Francis rims off the front of the iron with the first free throw. Averaging 11 points per game this season in the WNBL. She has been the standout player for the Institute. Makes the second free throw, and the Institute are on the board. They trail one point to five. Eight minutes remaining in this first quarter. Four-point lead to the Townsville Fire. Camino has it outside the right perimeter. To Wilson. Swings it to Roani Cox. Drives left-hand baseline. Again, Shatz used her body well. It didn't drop. Almost had the shooter's roll. Francis the rebound. Passes to Ebsery in the front court. Back out to Hunt outside the perimeter. A big, long bomb from Newley. She's been making plenty of three-pointers lately. Couldn't convert that one. It bounces out of court off the ring. She is 44% from the three-point line this season, 8 of 18. She's backing up from 21 points in her last two games. That's 10 points against Dandenong and 11 against the Fire, who they played only a week ago. The Fire move it into the front court, and there is a out-of-court. It was off the foot of an Institute player, so it will be. A Townsville fireball on their baseline, 24 seconds on the shot. Brassard pulls up for the long two-point J and a two-point contribution from Claudia Brassard, the Canadian. She is the captain of the Canadian international team. They take a little bit of work to get it into the front court, the Institute. Schatz has it now at the top of the perimeter. Swings it out to the left-hand side to Katie Abzuri. Looking for a screen, not coming. Good defence from Flanagan. Then she gave one to Ebsery who makes the foul. So Flanagan called for the foul. Dean Kinsman wants the two points to be coming, or the two free throws to be coming. It won't be. It will be now. So Katie Ebsery will go to the line to shoot a pair, will he? Let's wait on the call from the referee. Dean Kinsman is having some stern words to Daryl Corcoran, the referee. It's going to be an inbound ball on the baseline to the Institute. Kinsman wanted the free throws to go to Katie Ebsery, but it will be a baseline throw in. Seven points to one. The Fire lead the Institute. Seven minutes remaining in this first quarter. You're listening to Sport Radio. John Teo bringing the call. Craig Revelle chipping in with his comments. Hunt passes backwards to Schatz, who's on the right-hand perimeter. Francis. On the right-hand perimeter, can't make the shot. The baseline, it was an awkward-looking shot. Air ball. Cox got the rebound. Flanagan now in the backcourt on the right-hand dribble for the fire. On the left-hand dribble now. Passes to Wilson. Wilson being guarded by Ebsery. Passes to Roani Cox. Camino put up the shot. And Mia Newley, brother of Brad Newley, who played for the Townsville Crocs in the NBL and is also... A Boomers player, an international star for Australia. So the bloodline running thick in that family as far as basketball is concerned. Mia Newley checks out of the game for the Institute. Nikita Martin checks back in. Kinsman having a word to his players on the bench. Renee Camino, a former Institute player here last year, makes the first three throw. The second one won't roll. So she's two from four from the free throw tonight. There's a jump ball underneath the basket. Rebecca Schatz 
and Rowani Cox fight for the ball. Which way is the advantage ball? The advantage arrow is facing the way of the fire, Craig. It is interesting to see Krause in as Camino tries to bring the ball back in. Cox has been pretty devastating tonight and she jams it in between the basket and the backboard. You don't see that all that often. Camino athletic enough just to slap it straight back down. That will be an institute ball though on the defensive baseline. Nicole Hunt in just her second game running the floor at the moment for the Institute, the 18-year-old from Warrnambool in Victoria. Gets a lovely scheme from Francis, drives right-hand lane, was too heavy off the glass. Nikita Martin, the offensive board, flicks it back out to Schatz on the left-hand baseline. The shot wouldn't drop. Rohani Cox the rebound to Flanagan who flicks it over the left-hand side of the court. Wilson looks to drive to the elbow, then backs out on the dribble. Feeds it to Cox outside the perimeter. Flanagan now looking to go to Krauss who has checked into the game, the big tall setter. But it comes off her hand and out of court an institute ball on the defensive baseline. AIS defence has lifted as this game's gone on and they are looking a much more solid outfit stopping a number of the offensive attacks by the CFM fire. As Ebsery puts up the long three-point attempt from the right-hand baseline, it's knocked out of court by Krauss of the fire. There's a double substitution here. Langford checks into the game for Schatz and Heritage checks into the game for Wilson for the Townsville Fire. Martin has it on the offensive baseline, 24 seconds on the shot clock, lovely screen from Francis, sets up Ebsery, can't make the two-point J. Ebsery tried to get the offensive board but Cox snatched the ball, drives all the way on the transition down the court and draws the foul against Nicole Hunt. But it was a good foul in the end by Hunt because Cox did not make the shot. And, but it will send Rowani Cox to the free throw line to shoot a pair. The Townsville Fire doing all the attacking at the moment, Craig. They lead eight points to one. Yeah, interesting. Just in that last time down the AS were in offence there. Uh, Flanagan still holding her head. She got a fairly heavy knock to the uh, right-hand temple there. And it took her quite some time to firstly get up off the ground and then get back down into position. Whilst Cox is taking those free throws, though, it is not a problem for the CFM Fire, but she needs to be back up with her game as the AS come back into attack. Molly Lewis has checked into the game for Katie Ebsbury. Cox made both free throws to give the Fire a 10-to-1 advantage. Five minutes remaining in this first quarter. Driving to the line strongly is Langford. She draws the foul on... Off one for mine. Yeah, foul is on Ryanie Cox. It'll send Langford to the charity strike to shoot a pair. Langford is 75% from the free throw line this season, averaging five points a game. The first one is nothing but net. Right beside our sport radio commentary booth here at the AIS training hall, Langford with the second, rolls it in. Did it, made it work, but it went in in the end. Flanagan with a quick transition down the court, crashes into Molly Lewis and it's offensive foul called on Rachel Flanagan. She just charged into Molly Lewis who held her ground beautifully under the defensive basket. Yeah, interesting there. The uh, score only showing 3-10 at the moment. I would have thought it would be 4-10 because uh, weren't they two? No, they were one. There was 10-1, so... That is correct. 10-3. Yeah, come three. back now, so 10-3. 10-3. Lewis has the ball in the front court. Just loads up with a long three. Fancied her chances. The shot was just short. Hit the ring. Krauss got the rebound for the fire. Dishes to Heritage. Heritage will look to distribute. At the top of the arc, she does now to Camino. Driving left-hand baseline. Likes to go that side along the baseline. Couldn't make the shot. 
Oh, there's some heavy work under the basket. Francis involved with that. Krauss is taking a big crash on the deck. But the ball is called out of court on the Institute. A fresh 24 seconds on the shot clock. Krauss has yet to get to her feet. It will be a Townsville fireball. She is helped to her feet now. Does not look to be in a great way. She's being assisted and may even be holding her... It's hard to know what she's injured there, Craig, but yeah. at the far end of the court, she doesn't She collided with Renee way. Camino, though, so she's sort of holding her head. So a bit of friendly fire knocking out Jennifer Krause for the moment. She's going to sit down as Dave Herbert just consoles her, but then he's straight back into the game because uh, I think Carla Francis had last touch on that ball before it went over the baseline. So as the, uh, the ref now consulting with the scorer's bench... Broussard has checked into the game to replace Kraus. So an American for a Canadian. The substitution there, Craig. Canadian for American, you mean? We have got the hold-up in play. Four minutes, 55 remaining on the first quarter clock. Ten points to three, the lead in favour of the fire. Camino dishes to Cox, fakes the three left-hand baseline. Backs into Langford, then dishes back out to Broussard. Brassard, Camino lights up for a long three. It's an air ball. Way too much weight on that. Brassard cleverly taps it into the court, only to the advantage of Hunt of the Institute. Lewis pushes it down the court. It was a wayward pass, intercepted by Camino. Drives right hand lane against Lewis, who fouls her on the way to the basket as she tried to put the layup. And Camino will go to the line for the third time in this quarter. Real worry for the AIS now because every foul they give away will send them to the basket. And having Tolo on two fouls already. It is uh, a real worry for the AIS as uh, Camino will be shooting two once again and Camino already with five points and she makes it six with a very nice free throw. Complete reversal of her first quarter last night. She was in fact scoreless in the first half against the Canberra Capitals. She's already up to six points. There has been a substitution for the Institute. Katie Ebsery back onto the court in the point guard role, replacing Nicole Hunt. I've liked what I've seen of her so far, Craig. She is only a small player but she uses the ball particularly well and has transitioned to this high standard of basketball reasonably quickly as Camino makes the second free throw. She's up to seven points for the night. The fire up to 12. They lead 12 points to three. Langford receives from Ebsery in the front court. Gives it to Martin. Great pass to Langford under the basket who pops the little two-point J in. Heritage running the floor now for the fire. It's knocked out of court by Martin. Great work from her. 19 seconds still on the shot clock for the fire to put up a shot. Camino to Heritage. Back to Camino on the right-hand flank. Krauss looks to be still getting some attention from the trainer. The Townsville Fire centre. Heritage loads up for a long three-pointer. Juggled in and out. Rebound came from Walsh who pops up the two-point off the right-hand glass. And the offensive board was just far too easy there for... Andrea Walsh of the town to a fire, Dean Kinsman. He'll be tearing strips off his players about that. You can't afford to let oppositions get those easy offensive boards. Ebsery dishes to Francis with a catch and shoot. Can't make the bucket from the right-hand baseline. Camino athletically on the rebound. Drives it down the court. Right-hand, left-hand crossover dribble. Dishes back outside to the three and a long one knocked down by Andrea Walsh. So... Timeout is being called by Dean Kinsman of the Australian Institute of Sport because they trail 5 points to 17 with 3 minutes 30 remaining on the first quarter clock and they're just failing to get any momentum in, in attack at the moment, the Institute. 
Leading scorer on the court is Renee Camino with seven points, also with points for the Townsville Fire. Well, Andrea Walsh only just checked in the game. She is already up to five points. Three points to Rani Cox, two points to Brassard. And also for the Australian Institute of Sport, their leading scorer on the court is Langford with four points, one point, courtesy of Kayla Francis. So just the two scorers on the court. Foul concerns for Mariana Toller has two in this opening quarter, still three minutes 30 to play. It's an institute ball on the defensive baseline. Emma Langford will take their throw in and look for Katie Ebsery in the backcourt who is being guarded by Renee Camino. Ebsery running it down now on the right-hand dribble. Just makes her way into the front court. Feeds over the top to Martin. Martin looking inside. Francis posting up on Cox. Instead goes to Newley with the three-point bomb. Count drain. It hit the back of the ring. Camino gets the board. Pushes quickly down the court on the fast transition. Outside now to Rolani Cox. Cox looking inside. A bounce pass was lovely. Brassard puts up the two-point J. And she's fouled on the way to the basket. Who will it be called on at the Institute? Wait on the call from the referee. Number 11, Emma Langford. So that could possibly be her first of the evening. Brassard at the line. And she makes the first three throw. Claudia Brassard, the Canadian captain of the international team. She's also a mechanical engineer, Craig, so a busy girl. Makes both free throws and extends it to an 18 point to 5 lead. Townsville have just looked very confident here tonight. They're not worried out at all about the AIS. Their defence has been stellar. And I guess what they learnt last night about D, they're just reenacting it here tonight because certainly the AIS don't have the experience. Of the Capitals. As Ebsery passes to Francis, who puts up the shot under the blast, and she draws the foul and makes the shot. And we'll go to the line for the three point play, Craig. Interesting to see Francis already with uh, three points tonight, looking for a chance now to uh, add the bonus, not to be. She only scored four last night against Danny Nong, so she'll be looking to step it up back towards her 11 point average for this season. Camino with the flick in off the offensive glass. Great work from her. She's up to nine points in this opening quarter. Still two and a half minutes remain and the Institute's in trouble. They trail seven to 21. Langford lights up for the three. It only just tipped the front of the ring. Schatz got the offensive board. Threw up the shot. Couldn't convert it though. Camino with a defensive board. Dishes to Heritage in the backcourt. She runs the floor on the right-hand dribble, being guarded by Katie Ebsery. Backs into her now. Flicks it back outside to Camino, who almost carried the ball. Wasn't called though. Bounce pass to Brassard at the top of the arc. Dishes back out wide now. A long three-point bomb coming to Renee Camino. That is a terrific shot. She's up to 12, Craig. 12 points for the game and is just looking supremely confident. She knows these rings, having played here only uh, just as recently as last year. And the dish from Heritage was absolutely superb. Institute trails 7 to 24. Rebecca Schatz has the ball outside the three-point arc. Look to go with the bounce pass inside to Francis. It was intercepted by Heritage. Quickly she goes down on the left hand of the court. She loses control, regains the basketball. Dishes to Brassard at the top of the arc. Wants to swing it inside. Instead goes to Camino outside the arc. Crossover dribble. Newly guarding her. She drives left hand baseline. Pops up with the two-point J. Air ball. Too much on it. Four seconds on the shot clock. Offensive board comes the way of the Townsville Fire. But there's a push out against the fire and a foul called. It will be an institute ball. 
I'm surprised Tomlinson hasn't had a run here. She's got good height and has a great defensive game. Just wondering how soon she will get the call up. Broussard was called for that foul. Tomlinson is not averaging a lot of minutes, it's fair to say, this season. After being one of the, uh, the leading lights in the team last, last year. For mine. Francis is at the free throw line because they are in the bonus now, the Institute, for the remainder of this quarter. The Townsville Fire up to five fouls to the quarter. Francis makes the first free throw. And the second, she's up to five points for the evening. And the Institute go to nine points, but it's a fire lead, 24 to nine. Francis takes a sit down and she's replaced by Elise Ironmonger, who's in for her first minutes of the night. She's averaging just six minutes per game this season, Craig. Yes, and oh, the lane just opened up that time for Tanya Heritage. Kraus back into the game, so the treatment on her nose, which was bleeding, which has brought her off the court. Well, it certainly looks a bit bruised now as uh, she works back down in offence on Ironmonger. Newly shot as an air ball. And uh, that's the frustration. Oh, Newly goes back up, works it back to lay up. Well, it is all there. Great stuff from Mia Newly. She's averaging six points a game, but in her last two performances, she shot 10 and 11 respectively against the fire and Danny Long inside the last minute, 32 seconds on the first quarter clock. Newley has really come of age in the past three weeks, Craig. She's oh. a long bomb coming from Heritage. Can't make the shot. Offensive board from the Townsville Fire. Renee Camino is on fire. She is up to 14 points. Institute will have the last shot of the quarter. Clock down to 11 seconds. 10 and counting. Hunt with the ball outside the three-point perimeter. Shatz. Fakes the two point just inside the arc. Hits the ring. Ironmonger, the offensive board, gets it. And there's a foul called on Tanya Heritage. It will send Elise Ironmonger to the line because they are in the bonus at the moment. And it's a 26 point to 11 lead in favour of the fire. There's 1.6 seconds remaining on the first quarter clock. So you'd think this would effectively be almost the last shot of the quarter. Ironmonger at the line. Very flat style of shooting. She misses the first free throw. Can she make them pay with the second and go in with a little bit of confidence into quarter time? The second is good. Oh, that's the second one, John. 1.6 on the clock. Rowani Cox happy to let the clock run down. The Townsville Fire will retain possession at the start of the second quarter. The second at quarter time, the score is 26 points to 12. The Fire lead. The AIS, the Institute, have got it all to do in front of them. We'll take a break here on Sport Radio and we'll be back with the second quarter in a few moments' time. Welcome back for the second quarter of WNBL action between the AIS and Townsville Fire running through the first quarter stats very quickly. Interesting, Craig Ravel, the Institute shooting the ball at just 16% from the field in that opening quarter compared to 33% of the Townsville Fire. Leading scorers on the court, Renee Camino, 14.7 rebounds. She is almost up to a double-double at quarter time. Andrea Walsh, five points for the Fire. As we resume play here in the second quarter, Heritage drives underneath the basket and flicks it in off the right-hand glass. Scorers for the Institute, Kayla Francis, five points, Emma Langford, four points, the notable ones for the young team, and they have got it all to do in front of them. 28 points to 12, now the score. It is interesting to hear what Dave Herbert had to say at quarter time. Wants them to work hard on their downscreen plays as Cox has just done there. Flicking the ball in just before she went over the sideline and Camino's off to the races. Also said they kept the AS to 12 in that last quarter. He wants them to do it again. 
as Krauss gets the offensive board. She is fouled as she puts the shot up. It's good to see Jennifer Krauss back onto the court after being helped off by the trainer in the first quarter. She appears to be okay. Elise Ironmonger being subbed out of the game. Kayla Francis back in for the Institute. 16-point lead in favour of the Townsville Fire. Krauss at the line to shoot a pair. She's 88% from the free-throw line this season. She misses the first. You don't see her miss many free-throws, Craig. She's averaging 10 points a game and 9 rebounds. And the second... Heritage just had her, ang uh, her left wrist taped up. She's untaped it while she's on the sideline whilst Krauss is taking these free throws and uh, they're just quickly trying to re-tape it without having to sub her out of the game. An Institute player broke before the shot was made it though. by Krauss. So Krauss got a third free throw and made that third free throw. So 29 points to 12 now in favour of the Townsville Fire. Langford. Dishes to Francis, underneath the basket, off the left-hand glass, tries to get her own offensive board, but Cox snatched it from her, passes to Krauss in the backcourt, she almost coughed it up, Flanagan was up to the task though, with the ball, Heritage, on the left-hand dribble, just biding her time, looking for an option, gets a lovely screen from Krauss, goes back to Krauss underneath the basket and puts it in off the left-hand glass, great teamwork there from Heritage and Krauss, the old pick-and-roll play, Working beautifully for the Townsville Fire. AIS once again having to work hard before they can even get a look. Don't worry about an open one. They're not getting many of them. McCartan, Nikita Martin puts up a long-range bomb. Well trapped down by Langford, who uh, is also working hard. Another bomb from Hunt. This time goes out of play. They're not scared to shoot the ball from beyond the perimeter, are they, Craig? And they're quite good at doing it, but they've got to be careful, the Institute, that they don't resort to that as their number one player. I think... If the shot's there to be open, but the first shot should always be looking to move inside. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Dave Herbert has to say this time out. Time out here at the AIS training hall with 8 minutes 21 remaining on the second quarter clock. And it's a pretty hefty lead at the moment to the Townsville Fire. 31 points to 12. Renee Camino up to 14 points. She is dominating. What can Dean Kinsman and his girls conjure up to get back into this match of course they are coming off a very disappointing result last night against the Dandenong Rangers 91 to 45 the loss there Jenner O'Hay scoring 24 points she led all scorers for the Institute it was Mia Newley with 11 points the AIS shot the ball at just 34% and from beyond the three point arc at 20% and Dandenong really did the damage early they went on a 24 to nothing run in the first quarter to ensure the Institute went on for their eighth consecutive loss and the way things are looking at the moment, that eight could very well become nine by the end of this evening. Krauss will have the throw in on the defensive baseline with inbound ball. She passes to Heritage who dribbles up unopposed into the front court on the right hand. Hunt guarding her. Heritage looks to step past her. Fakes. Passes outside now. Ends up with Camino. Right hand baseline. Swings it over the left hand perimeter was a long pass to Heritage. Lights up from the elbow and she makes the shot. They're not missing much at the moment at Townsville Vire. Quick transition here from the Institute. Newley has it outside the perimeter. Ignored the shot. Martin now. Dishes back to Francis. Fakes the three-point shot. Drives right-hand baseline. Short on the J. Rowani Cox gets the rebound. Passes it down the court. The old one-two. Back to Cox. To Camino under the basket. She's up to 16. The ex-Institute player. And that would be hurting Dean Kinsman 
knowing that she was a player of his last season at the Institute. She is the player doing all the damage at the moment for the Townsville Fire. She's constructed 16 of their 35 points. Luella Tomlinson checks into the game for her first minutes of the evening. And Kayla Francis has a sit down on the bench. Tomlinson now onto the court, Craig. Yes, I think uh, this will be overdue. Her defence is really needed as Cox just puts up a beautiful rejection on that on that uh, shot. And now, now Tomlinson, because she just hasn't read the speed of the game, has been called for a foul immediately. But uh, that's exactly what the AS need. They need someone up in the face. Dave Herbert, in that timeout, was saying that uh, he wants to see her, uh, he wants to see more penetration from the Townsville Fire. Double substitution coming off the court for the Institute is Mia Newley and also Nicole Hunt. Tolo and Molly Lewis check in for the Institute. Kraus at the line makes the first free throw and extends this Townsville Fire lead. The second free throw is also made. The fire, well, they are on fire and the Institute can do nothing to extinguish them at the moment. The fire put on a full court press. Tolo receives under her own defensive basket. 37-12 the score. Works it for Nikita Martin in the front court. Swings it now over the right-hand side. Lewis with the ball. Passes Nikita Martin. Swings it underneath the toll under the basket. Feeds back out to Tomlinson. The tall girl lights up for the three and makes the bucket. That is a great shot from Luella Tomlinson. She stands... It's six foot five, and that was a terrific shot from her. You don't see many tall girls like her shooting the ball that well, but she is one of the players in the league who can do it. From Melbourne, Luella Tomlinson. Institute looking to defend here. Roani Cox has the answer from the three-point arc, and Dean Kinsman cannot believe it. 40 points to 15. The Townsville Fire lead the Australian Institute of Sport. Six minutes 34 on the clock. Ebsery outside the three-point perimeter. Feeds it to, looking to feed it to Tomlinson underneath the basket. But the pass was misdirected. Schatz checks into the game for Nikita Martin. I think Schatz will be looking to go straight to Rowani Cox. No, Schatz goes to Camino. Tomlinson on Cox. Ebsery up against Heritage. Lewis guarding Halibron. And Tolo also going head-to-head against Kraus. As Cox goes to the basket, draws the foul, and she can go to the line to shoot two shots, Craig. Again, the AAS getting into foul trouble very early in the quarter, and that is dangerous for them. Well, well they're up, Cox to three, back to the line. up to three fouls for the evening, or the quarter of the Institute. Cox shoots the first free throw. Very laconically, Rowani Cox, but she got the job done. I think the good thing for the AIS is uh, Cox's scores have all been coming from the free throw line, and while she's had, uh, well, four or five attempts, they haven't been dropping, which has kept this game a little bit closer than what it probably should be with the dominance of possession that CFM Fire have had. Ebsery lights up for a long three. Look good off the hand. Tolo, great oh, offensive board. Almost foul, almost travelled with the ball. Dishes to Newley. Just keeps it in court. Molly Lewis. Bounce pass to Tolo underneath the basket. Cox tries to snatch it off her. The advantage arrow is pointing the way of the Institute after the jump ball is called. Tolo just had a back to Tomlinson who was open and had a good look. Well, Ebsery's going to take that look now and it rattles out. Krauss coming back down the floor. Heritage running the floor at the moment for the fire. They lead 42 points to 15. Five minutes 40 remaining on the second quarter clock here. Round nine defence jobs, WNBL. 
coming to you on Sport Radio from the AIS Training Hall and too easy for Tanya Heritage. She makes the basket and she is averaging nine points a game but she's already up to six with just under halfway remaining in this second quarter, Craig Ravel. Yes, Dolo also just looking for options. Jennifer Krause and Claudia Vassar. Oh, Krause again with a big block shot. Great defensive work from Krause. She's proving a handful at the moment to the Institute. Heritage brings it down the court. The Institute get their five defensive players in position. Bounce pass to Camino under the basket. Schatz ran past the ball. Tolo got the rebound. Passes to Ebsery. Running down the right wing on the right-hand dribble. Now crosses onto the left hand. Passes across the key to Schatz. Dishes back outside to Lewis. Great pass underneath the basket to Tolo, who puts it in over her head. It was an awkward shot, Craig, but she did it well. Yeah, she did indeed. And... Uh... Well, that's what the AAS need. They need some defensive stops and then setting up some plays. They can't run the defensive transition that they'd like to run because uh, the CFM fire are just so quick. But for the AAS, if they can start to get the D stops and then set up in offence, they've got a good chance. Luella Tomlinson called for her second personal foul. It was a reaching in one. She's not happy with the call. She checks out of the game now, replaced by Kayla Francis. So foul concerns... It's actually her third personal of the game, Craig Ravel. So, foul concerns for the Institute. Tomlinson has three, two to Tolo. So, they're two big tools, both in some foul trouble. Mind you, for the Townsville Fire, three fouls at the moment to Claudia Brassard, one of their key defenders, but they probably have a little bit more depth and can cover that. Considering their lead at the moment is 44-17, to 17, there's another foul called on the Institute. Nothing really going right for this young team at the moment, Craig. No, and they're into the bonus now with five team fouls to zip against them. So every foul now is going to be a trip to the charity stripe. And this time it's Celeste Hellebrond who gets the, uh, well, the first of two. And she scores her first points of the evening. Hasn't seen many minutes this season, particularly last night against the Capitals, but she makes both free throws and two from the two from the line tonight. Kate Gaze is onto the court for the Institute and running to the floor. Being pressured by Halle Bron, passes into the front court to Lewis, dishes to Schatz, offloads to Kayla Francis underneath the basket, knocks it in off the left-hand glass, and that's what they need to do, Craig, get it into their tools more inside the paint. Well, with three minutes and 55 seconds left to go, the AS still have quite a ways just to get to the 12 points they got in the first term. So Coach Dave Herbert would be happy with this defensive performance. He would be. I mean, they lost by 31 points last time against the Townsville Fire. That was only last week, Craig. But they scored 20 points in the first quarter, the Institute. They're yet to score 20 points in this half, and there's only 3 minutes 50 remaining in it. Yeah, it's a real worry for Coach Kinsman, that is for sure. And... Well, it's Molly Lewis who also sat out of last night's game, didn't make the trip to Melbourne, who is, uh, well, sitting down once again now with three fouls. Interesting, Lewis and Tomlinson, both who didn't go to Melbourne last night, are the ones in foul trouble. Celeste Hellebron, four from four from the free throw line now. She's up to four points for the evening. And the fire up to 48. They lead 48 to 19. Three minutes 37 remaining. Francis receives outside the left-hand arc. Distributes back outside to Langford. She offloads the shot. Drives all the way to the basket against Cox. Krauss got the rebound. Double team. Oh, great defensive work from Tolo and Schatz. They almost stole the ball. She manages to get to Flanagan, who spent quite a few minutes on the bench getting a rest after last night's workout against the Capitals. Throwing up a prayer was Cox. Oh, board came from Francis. 
She has it stolen, stripped. Krauss, the beneficiary of that. Cox loads up from just outside the elbow. Can't hit the two-point J. And there's a push-out underneath the basket against the Townsville fire. Yeah. Hellebron called for the foul that time. She was just uh, a bit late, and it was already in the uh, rebound con contest, and she just put the two hands in the back and gave a good shove. Her first personal foul of the night, an institute ball on the defensive baseline. Kate Gaze is running the show at the moment, playing the point guard role, passes to Nikita Martin, back to Gaze, flicks it to Schatz. Schatz, can she find Francis, who's posting up inside against Krauss, trying to use her body there. Langford now receives, passes to Schatz. Schatz dishes back outside, faking the shot for Francis. She was short on the three on the second attempt. Passes now from Flanagan. She gets it to Hallibron. Crossover dribble. Makes her way to the elbow. Dishes back outside. Receiving the ball now is Abbott. Onto the court for her first minutes. Swings it over the right-hand side perimeter. Flanagan receives the pass. Langford guarding her, being very wary. Flanagan drives to the elbow. Now at the foul line. Dishes back outside. Two seconds on the shot clock. Throwing up the prayer was Hallibron. And she's fouled with just two seconds on the shot clock. That's got to hurt the Institute because they played a really good defensive set up there, Craig. They did, and it's a second personal foul now for Rebecca Schatz, who sees Newley come in the game for her now. 48-19 with two minutes 20 left to go in the half. It's uh, going to be a tough one if the IS can dig themselves out of it. 30 points the margin now because Celeste Hellebron has made the free throw. She's five from five, now six from six from the line. Terrific work from Celeste Hellebron from the free throw line, making the most of her minutes out on court at the moment, 19 to 50. So the Fire are well on track for a 100-point game as the Institute turn it over. Wilson on the transition, fast break, goes all the way, Gaze fouls her, and she can go to the line for the three-point play, Kelly Wilson, the ex-AIS and Sydney Uni Fames player playing against one of your old teams tonight, Craig. Yes, and uh, well, Wilson is certainly a rough and tough competitor. She doesn't mind getting physical, and that's something that these fire teams have been very well known for over the years, the uh, physicality of their, of their game. Well, Dave Herbert is in his sixth year of coaching the Townsville Fire, so he's obviously got them very well drilled. They're looking to get back towards the top four. They sit in sixth position at the moment. They sit two games behind Bulleen, who are in fourth, and a game behind Dandenong, who are in fifth. As Francis gets the offensive board, puts up the shot off the glass, makes the bucket, and draws the foul, can go to the line for a three-point play. Kayla Francis is up to nine points. A free throw here, a conversion, will make her into double points, uh, double figures before half-time, Craig. She's playing a good game at the offensive end as she makes the free throw. Only player for the AAS in double figures with a minute 50 to go. They're 22 points now, the AAS, trailing the Townsville Fire, 53, and Townsville just going through the motions. Coach Herbert wants to see more penetration. Well, I think he's been getting that as the ball goes inside the crowd, dumped off to Abbott, and Abbott just banks it in at the other end. So it's worrying when the lesser likes in the Townsville Fire team are making easy buckets like that. Gee, lesser likes. You're a hard man, John Keogh. Well, non-starting Fire players who generally don't even come on as sixth or seventh players, Craig. Well, tell that to Natalie Hurst and Jackie Stiles. As... Emsery lights up with a turnaround, Jay, from the free throw line. That is a great bucket. Yes, one minute left to play here. Flanagan back out controlling the troops for the Townsville Fire. 
as Esri watching her closely. It's Flanagan just trying to get an inside game happening, but she had to dump out to uh, Wilson, but Flanagan got pushed over that time, I think, by Langford, and Langford will pick up her second personal foul, and that foul count, all but um, Esri and also Martin are the only two that haven't given away a foul so far tonight. Oh, Francis has been a good girl. Out on the court for the Institute at the moment is Langford, Francis, but nine Martin, Gaze and Ebsery. Sorry about that. Nine players for the AS already at least with one foul. They don't mind the physical stuff, Craig. On the court for the Townsville Fire, it's Krauss. Flanagan at the line shooting her second free throw. Wilson, Halebron and also Broussard. It's Abbott rather than Broussard. She makes the second free throw, Flanagan. 57 to 24, almost a turnover in the backcourt for the AS. Kate Gaze manages to scramble, get the ball, which she passes out of the court intended for Nikita Martin. And that's where their turnovers can turn to hurt this young team. Uh, playing on as the buzzer went there, everyone stopped. Flanagan was holding the ball in the backcourt, but still got it over in plenty of time. 35 seconds remaining in this second quarter. Abbott underneath the basket draws the foul on Kayla Francis, and that is her first of the evening. So Dean Kinsman would not be so concerned about that as Elise Ironmonger checks in for Francis. Kate Gaze checks out of the game, replaced by Nicole Hunt. So Dean Kinsman continuing to swing the changes off the bench for the Institute of Sport. Abbott at the line makes the first free throw. She's up to two points for the evening. Six scorers for the Institute. Seven scorers for the Institute, rather. Katie Ebsery down the court. We're inside the last 30 seconds of this sec first half here at the AIS Training Hall. Hunt passes to Martin. Langford feeding underneath to Elise Ironmonger. It's knocked out of court by Krauss. 11 seconds on the shot clock, 16 seconds on the second quarter clock. So a five-second differential as we head towards halftime in WNBL. Round nine, it's the AIS up against the Townsville Fire. Down to five on the clock. Langford. She threw up a prayer of a fadeaway. Down to seven on the transition. Oh. The fire. Was there a travel there from from Halebron? She made her way to the basket. Celeste Halebron appeared to take a few steps there, Craig. Wasn't called for the travel. She was in the air for a long time, though, John. And then she, a foul was called on a Townsville fire player, so an institute ball. Three seconds on the clock here in the second quarter. What's happened? There's The buzzer is gone, so there's... Tan has been called for the foul, so it's Abbott called for the foul. That will be her second personal. Broussard, the only one in foul trouble, really, for the Townsville Fire with three. But for Lewis and Tomlinson, they're both sitting on three fouls for the AIS. And then, of course, you have uh, Emma Langford, another of their tall inside players, sitting on two fouls. Francis now has one. So uh, a little bit of confusion with 0.7 of a second left to go in the first half. John, that's just what you like to see, a, a speedy exit to the dressing room shed. I think this clock may actually be reset because they ran it down just in a play then and the referees have called the ball back because there was a little bit of confusion about who the last foul was attributed to. It was Bianca Abbott. So let's wait and see what the referees do here. I think That's not going to help Tomlinson because they didn't give it to her, so... No, it's not. She's up to three fouls. Luella Tomlinson. Yes. 
and uh, Abbott's on two. The clock has been reset at 10.7 seconds now. Maybe they'll run that back down towards the 2.7 that it was at. Just a little and bit of confusion. Up getting it down to 2.7, isn't it? It will be. It might take more than 2.7 seconds to do that, Craig, but the referees and timekeepers just conferring here at the moment. But yeah, it fantastic is job. Before half-time, a 58-24 to 24 lead in favour of the Townsville Fire. Leading scorer on the court, Renee Camino, has 16 points. 14 of those came in the first quarter, would you believe, Craig? So she's quietened down a bit in this second term, well, but she's off the on the bench. She's been about four and a half minutes. She's so. on the bench at the moment, yes but hasn't had the same dominating effect, but the Institute just had in not been able to control her. Yeah, only two points in this second term, so it really has just been... Uh, I think her assist total would be up because she's certainly been uh, making a few passes when she was out there, and she had two assists up to quarter time. The other player on the court with double figures is resume play here. Hunt works in the throw. Martin no time. Oh. was too slow on the shot. As they worked it in the front court, the Institute, Martin looked to drive. She possibly should have thrown up the J. She didn't. It's half time here at the AIS Training Hall. The Townsville Fire lead the Institute of Sport 58 points to 24, a 34-point margin in favour of the visitors. We'll be back shortly on the sport radio call of the WNBL Round 9 action from the AIS Training Hall with the second half action as well as the stats from the first half. Welcome back to the AAS Training Hall for the second half of WNBL action between the Australian Institute of Sport and Townsville Fire. Craig Gravel is sitting courtside alongside me for courtsportradio.com.au and looking at the stats now, Craig Gravel, how'd they stack up in the first half? Well, Rahani Cox is having a best-on-ground performance once again tonight. She is leading the Townsville Fire, not necessarily on point, she has eight so far, and leading point scorer is Rene Camino on 16, but 10 rebounds, nine defensive, one offensive for Rahani Cox, two assists, and uh, two steals with 16.55 minutes of court time. Camino, next best for mine, is 16.7 rebounds and two assists, 15 and a half minutes of court time. As we get back, the leading scorer, Kayla Francis, has got 10 points, four rebounds, and only 12.55 minutes on the court. Next best for the AS is four points, which is the problem, and that is from Emma Langford. So the... Well, speaking to Patrick Brady at halftime, assistant coach for the Townsville Fire, he said, well, we're controlling the boards and we're getting through the bench tonight, which is all good signs for the rest of their defence jobs WNBL campaign. Third quarter underway here at the AIS training hall. Cox will take the first shot. She drives hard against Schatz and it's called for the offensive foul. Charged into Schatz who made beautiful position in the right-hand lane. Yeah, Schatz is very good at making position like that and she once again exposed Cox to, uh, well, a very offensive and uh, officious move in their baseline. Starting five for the AIS in the second half. It is Nikita Martin, Katie Ebsery, Mariana Tolo, Rebecca Schatz and Nicole Hunt. Swung out now by Schatz to Newley. He puts the shot up. It's Newley, not Martin out there. And Newley puts up a long bomb. Can't make it. It's off hand. Out of court. A Townsville fireball. Kraus, Flanagan, Wilson, Camino and Cox. The starting five in the second half for the Townsville fire. So Dave Herbert... Reverting back to a more conventional lineup. Wilson, the guard, 
A season high of 20 points against Sydney earlier in the season. Dishes out wide. Flanagan drives along the baseline. A blocking foul called against the Institute. Making her way to her feet is Nicole Hunt, the smallest player on the court. She is called for the foul. Camino has the ball baseline. 24 seconds, a fresh reset on the clock. Wilson dishes back to Camino. A two-point J from the foul line. Can't hit it. Ebsery gets the rebound. Pushes it down the court quickly. Dishes to Newley. Back to Ebsery outside the perimeter. Offloading. Underneath there was Tolo, the target. She retained the ball after losing it originally. Kicked it back outside to Newley. Newley dishes it out to Hunt. Seven seconds on the shot clock. Ebsery drives left-hand lane and knocks it in off the glass. Yes, AIS getting the first points of the second half, although it took a number of transitions before the points were scored. And this time, Newley goes to three, uh, two, two personal fouls. So she just stepped in front of Renee Camino, who's really throwing everything. She's throwing her body at this game. She's giving it all against her old team, of course, played for the Institute last season. She's the leading scorer on the court with 16 points. Flanagan has the ball in the front court for the fire. Offloading to Wilson, who drives to the elbow. Bounce pass to Camino under the basket. Newly got hands the ball. Great defensive work. Let's flick out back towards Camino. Tolo almost got the rebound, juggled the ball and knocked it out of court. It will be a Townsville fire ball. Eight minutes 20 were on remaining in this third quarter. 58 to 26, the lead that the fire enjoy. Flanagan dribbles back outside the perimeter. Dishes to Cox, right-hand baseline, puts up the J, hit the back of the ring, didn't drop. Tolo gets the board against Kraus. Dishes offside to Hunt, Hunt to Esbury, into the front court. She offloads to Newley, back to Ebsery now, on the right-hand flank. Looking to straighten up to Schatz, who has it, just left of centre outside the perimeter. Goes inside to the paint, Tolo throws up a wild shot, air ball. And then Wilson grabs the ball. She runs with it because she was pushed or she was knocked, Craig. She's not she happy with that She completely lost her footing. But, but just look how far Camino and Cox were down the court when that transition was about to happen. That is why Townsville is so potent in offense. Newly turnaround jump shot in heavy traffic in the paint. Doesn't come off and Krauss does the rebounding. Tolo getting in the way, but the ball still bounces to the favour of Camino. But once again, it is their, def their defence transition for the fire that really makes a difference. Camino is everywhere tonight. Oh, and she just thinks a beautiful two-point J on the baseline right next to the Sport Radio commentary box. Yeah. That was really athletic stuff. Yeah, you can really see why she is one of the shining lights of the Australian basketball scene. It was the catch and shoot in every true sense of the phrase. Oh, rejected Newly is blocked by Prowse. Goes down on the transition. All the way is Wilson. Can't make the shot. Oh, That's knocked in by Camino. She grabs it. Alley-ooped it out of midair. It is just an absolute... Well, I said, perhaps she heard me say that Rani Cox was best on ground because she is really turning up the wick. She's up to 20 for the evening as Newley pulls up for the two-point look. Can't hit it. Does she get a rebound and a shot with that? I think she does, Craig. Oh, Cox as Cox off. charges into Mia Newley and is called for the charging foul as she made her way into the right-hand lane. Very interesting there because Newley, she can feel a little bit hard done by as she sits down now with a third personal foul, Rani Cox, because uh, Newley had taken up position, but she was still sort of moving, and so really Newley was lucky to get away with that call. Francis on for Tolo, Langford on for Newley. 
A double substitution by Dean Kinsman. Schatz kicks it back out to Langford. Loads up with a two-point J. Can't hit the shot. Rebound comes from Flanagan. She pushes down quickly. Centre court. Then diverges to the left-hand side of the perimeter. Looking for a pass outside. Prasad is there. Dishes. Wilson feeds it across the arc. It came off a hand to Flanagan. Flanagan. There's a bit of three-second happening in the key. And Kraus was too long inside her own offensive paint, Craig. The AS defence has been better. They've held the Townsville fire to four points only in the first part of this quarter, but still a long way to go if they're trying to getting if they're going to try and get some respectability into this scoreline. Ebsbury lights up for the three-point bomb on the left hand, Jay. Yes, and Turson, John Keo, get excited with that one. It was a good play, though. Drains the shot. It's interesting. Hunt on the court playing the point guard role. That does free Katie Ebsery up to a more shooting guard role. And she is a good shot of the ball. She is indeed. 62-29 with 5 minutes 53 seconds. A third charging foul of the quarter called on the Townsville fire. It's an interesting one. They're up to three fouls for the quarter, all of them offensive fouls. Guess goes to show how much they're trying to make their penetrating game work here. Francis trying to set the scene for Ebsery. Ebsery dishes underneath the basket. Oh, it was a wayward pass coming from Nicole Hunt of the Institute. The fire, kick it back out to Curtis Camino. Through hand, Brassard, Flanagan, the two-point J, can't hit it. Brassard, the offensive board for the fire, a fresh 24 seconds. Wilson gets a look at the basket, can't hit the three-point J either. Langford almost travelled, goes down on the left-hand dribble, pushes down inside the perimeter, passes across to Ebsbury. Hunt loads up with the three, had a good look at it, didn't drop, bounces off the iron, didn't fit. Flanagan on the left-hand dribble. She runs into Hunt. Hunt tried to stand her ground. Flanagan looked for the contact there, Craig. Yeah, she was looking for the contact, but the refs have put the whistle away. Not that time, as Hunt just put the body on the line on Flanagan that time. And she has had the foul called against her. That now will be her second. Well, I'm just trying to see where they've put her on the score sheet. She has in... Yes, it's a good point. I think that is her second personal foul as the ball's back into play and Kylie Wilson gets it Heritage, Tracky she gets it inside the facade outside to Krause and Krause will make the shot from the elbow just for our listeners on the internet what Craig was referring to is that there is no number 22 on the electronic scoreboard here at the AIS training hall and Nicole Hunt is wearing that jersey number Francis got rejected by Prouse Great rebound comes from Brassard. Dishes inside the backcourt, finds Heritage. Heritage now works into the front court. Wilson has the ball. Looking to feed inside, she goes to Brassard, works her way inside the paint, throws up the hook shot. She's fouled by Emma Langford as she threw up a prayer. Dave Herbert having a few words to say to the referees. The score with 4 minutes 12 remaining in the third quarter is 64-29. to 29. She's number 6 on the scoreboard, John. Number 6. So she's up to three fouls for the evening. Has not scored yet, Nicole Hunt. At the free throw line at the moment for the Townsville Fire is Claudia Brassard. She makes the first free throw. The Canadian. Can she conjure up a second? She has made it. A great pair of free throws there. The full court press comes from the fire. Langford works it in the front court with a pass to Schatz. Schatz dribbling on the right hand. Passes to Ebsbury, who flicks it to Nikita Martin at the top of the arc. 
Not much on inside. A good zone defence coming from the fire. Just inside the three-point arc. Nikita Martin drains the shot. Nothing but net. A great two-point contribution. Her first points of the evening, Nikita Martin. Quite on the scorer's sheet. Wilson looking to attack again for the fire. Great defence coming from KDS3. A double team. Shaq lends a hand. Oh, they regain control of the fire. Courtesy of Camino. She pulls up. Foot on the line for a two-point J. Can't hit it. And Ebsery cleverly lets it go out of court off the ring. She could have tried to keep it in, but that would have been tempting fate. And it's an institute ball, left-hand sideline in the back court. A substitution for the fire. Wilson checks out of the game. She is replaced by Andrea Walsh. The Institute have the ball. Katie Ebsery works it into the front court on the right-hand dribble. Underneath the basket is Francis awaiting it. She's up to 12 points for the night. Kayla Francis. Well, that's a good performance from her, Craig, because she has spent considerable time on the bench. Yes, but 12 points for her, leading the scoring for the AS, the only player in double figures, which is a worry. Shots tries to make the steal, but Camino jacks up another three. Can't make the shot. Gets the own offensive board after it bounced off the ring. Back outside, a fresh 24-second reset here for the Townsville Fire. Heritage has it, and it's dished inside. Brassard draws the foul, and she can go to the line and shoot to pair. We'll wait to see who the foul was called on. It may very well be Katie Ebsery, her first of the evening, so not much, too much of a concern there for Dean Kinsman, although the Institute are in the bonus. Well, they've put Townsville in the bonus, Craig, because they're up to five fouls for this third quarter. Mm. After Townsville got the first three of the yep. turn. Yep, precisely. They are the leading foulers in the league, if that's a statistic that you'd like to dwell on, Craig, as Prasad makes both free throws. So, Claudia Prasad enjoying a pretty good night at the office. She's up to eight points. Schatz has the ball outside the right-hand brimmer. Dribbles on the left hand, looking to penetrate. Gaze onto the court. Swings it to Martin. Underneath the basket is Francis. Puts up the J and makes the shot. Draws the foul. Can convert a three-point play. Yes, and it is just unbelievable how aggressive the Townsville Fire are in this third quarter because they move along. Ten points now they've added in the, well, in the six minutes. I guess it's their quietest quarter so far, but still, they are just absolutely going at this AOS team with everything they've got. Taylor Francis gets the shooter's roll on the free throw. She's up to 15 points for the evening. The South Australian, an ex-netballer, so converted to basketball after originally playing netball. Heritage crashes into Langford on the baseline. Francis intercepts, pushes down the court, looks to go to Schatz. It fortuitously comes to Langford. It falls now to Francis. Dishes back outside the perimeter to Langford to gaze through hands now. Nikita Martin has it. Swings it back to Schatz. Thinks about the three. Eight seconds on the shot clock. Langford has it. Left-hand baseline driving. Throws up a prayer. Krauss did, Krauss did great defensive work there, Craig. Yeah, Krauss has been great in defence. She caught that knock in the second term, which saw her off the court, but she's come back firing. 68-36, to 36, a 32-point lead to the Fire. Jacking up the shot there was number 11 for the Townsville Fire. Andrea Walsh, she couldn't make the shot. Francis passes the Shats on the left-hand flank. Now to Nikita Martin. Swings it inside to Francis, who lost control. Krauss cops it up, though, and Francis regains control, but she travels with the basketball underneath the basket inside the paint, and it will be a Townsville Fire ball in the backcourt. 
Yes, Council just doing everything right. I guess the only thing that they'd be disappointed about is they've only added 10 points to their score in this 10 minutes of basketball, whilst at the other end it has been a 12-point run for the AIS. The Institute have made up two points in this third quarter. A minute 13 remaining. Francis is really getting involved in this game. She's playing mid-court and she works her way now outside the perimeter, receives the pass from Schatz. Drives to the elbow, left-hand dribble, kicks it back outside to Martin for the three-point bomb, can't hit it. Heritage, the one of the shorter players on the court, gets the rebound for the fire, pushes down left-hand side. Lighting up now is Walsh for a long three, hits the iron. Francis, working very hard at both ends, gets the defensive rebound to Langford. Left-hand dribble, crossover, pulls up, left-hand baseline, nets the shot. Great work from Emma Langford. Yes, and now back to a 30-point ball game after a 34 at the long break. So the AIS working themselves out of it, but certainly not troubling the fire at all. The fire just running through their place, and now it's Katie Gate who gets another another foul. That's her second personal, and will send. Uh, well, just looking, who's, who's going to send Heritage to the line? Correct. Langford up to six points for the evening with that last basket. It's back to a 30-point deficit, but there's only 26 seconds remaining in this third quarter. Heritage at the line, makes the first three throw. Made hard work of it, though. She's 92% from the free throw line this season. Great shooting. And the second, you wouldn't expect her to miss, and she doesn't. Heritage up to eight points for the evening. The Institute effectively will have the last shot. There's only a one-second differential between the game clock and the shot clock. It's down to 15 seconds remaining. Gaze lights up with a three, and she drains the long bomb. That is an interesting choice of shots, because it will give Townsville one last look at a shot, but you can't criticise her for draining a three-point bomb like that. Townsville try to go down. Two seconds on the clock. Schatz will drop a prayer for the Institute as the three-quarter time buzzer rings, and the Institute... They've made up five points in that third quarter. Kate Gaze finishing off in style with a three-point banking shot from the right-hand arc. The score at three-quarter time is 71 point, 70 points to 41 on sportradio.com.au. All set for play here in the final quarter between the Australian Institute of Sport and Townsville Fire. The score 70 to 41. As we get underway here... The Institute have the ball, Nikita Martin penetrating, looking inside to Ironmonger. Dishes back outside to Gaze, who goes to Martin, driving left-hand lane, puts up the J, and she's fouled on the way to the basket. It is fouled on, called on Claudia Brassard. Claudia Brassard has been called for her fourth personal of the evening, early going in this final quarter. We will run through the stats from the three-quarter time in just a moment, but Emma Langford is at the line to shoot a pair. The first one is nothing but net. 75% from the free throw line this season, averaging five points a game. She misses the second. But Langford is enjoying a good game tonight, seven points to her name. And she's seeing some valuable court time as well. Dean Kinsman showing the face. There's a foul off the ball, Ironmonger and Brassard going toe-to-toe. Ironmonger is called for the foul for the Institute. One foul apiece 
in this final quarter. 28 points, the deficit. Craig Gravel, how are the stats looking at three-quarter time? Well, they're all looking one way for mine, and Camino with a double-double, 20 points, 10 rebounds, leading the way as the Townsville Fire back in a fence now, working around. Camino just absolutely electric in this third term and it looks like it's continuing on in the half although AIS gets the defensive stop that time they will look to make something out of this Gaze with another three point bomb and it was all net once again heard from Dave Herbert at three quarter time which the AIS won the quarter by five points don't forget he told his girls to get out and run it doesn't have to be on the first pass to put up the shot but now AIS have found some D they have found some D their defence has definitely stepped up I can see at this end of the court Craig their tenacity on defence, their endeavour, has really picked up a, a gear or two. And I think that you could attribute that to uh, some pep-talking from Dean Kinsman in this second half. They trail now by 25 points. The margin was 34 points at halftime, so some good signs here. Langford pulls up, left-hand baseline, makes the J. It's back to 23 points. They are playing good basketball at the moment. The Institute, they've scored the opening six points of this quarter. And there's a turnover here. It fortuitously comes back outside to Walsh. They reset up the Townsville fire. Ten seconds on the shot clock. Abbott feeds inside to Cox. Great defence from Langford. Knocks it to the advantage of Ironmonger. Can they go on an eight-point run here, the Institute, in this final quarter? Newly dishes the gaze. Back outside to Molly Lewis. Lewis now pulls up inside the three-point arc with the two-point J. Can't make it. Ironmonger, the offensive board. A fresh 24 seconds for the Institute. They can reset up here. They're really applying some pressure to the Townsville fire. Langford being guarded by Rowani Cox. She dribbles around her back. Dishes back outside to Newley. What the three-point bomb converts from beyond the arc. A nine-point run to nothing in this final quarter in favour of the Institute. They're on fire at the moment. Renee Camino can sense it. The Townsville fire guard drives all the way, tries to take matters into her own hands. Ironmonger got the board. It was swept away by by Cox, and then she fouled Cox as Cox tried to go to the basket. But the margin, all of a sudden, is back to 20 points. The score, 70 to 50. Craig Gravel, they have made up nine points in this final quarter. And a timeout, so I'm going to have a listen to hear what both coaches have to say. A timeout here at the AIS training hall, called by the Townsville fire coach Dave Herbert, and that is no surprise given the run that the Institute have had. They have really dominated not only this quarter, but also the final few minutes of the third quarter. And all of a sudden, they are playing some terrific basketball. Scorers for the Institute, Kayla Francis has 15 points, five, uh, 6 points to Kate Gaze. Also notable contributions coming from Emma Langford up to 9 points for the evening. And Katie Edsery has 7 points. So the Townsville Fire, well, they've been dominated by... Renee Camino up to 20 points for the evening. She shot 14 in the first quarter. So the Institute have done well to quell her influence in the remainder of this game. But there is still 7 minutes 37 on this final quarter clock. 20 points the lead that the fire enjoy over the Institute. Rohani Cox is going to go to the line to shoot two bonus shots. Can she get this run out of the way? The Institute on a 9 to zip run in this final quarter. And the girls all of a sudden playing with some confidence, Craig. Yes, and Dave Herbert is not a happy man, as you expect. He's told the girls that there's plenty of time for the AAS to come back and win this game. He's told them to wake up, and in fact, 
Patrick Brady was there screaming it with him to wake up and to make the IS put the ball on the floor at the moment. Newley and Martin are just having a field day out there. And, of course, Gaze is opening up with three-point bombs. As Langford drives down the paint, she can't make the layup. And I think Ironmonger is going to be called for another foul. So Ironmonger now will move to her fourth personal foul and automatically checks out. But for the OS, Dean Kinsman just told his team to get working the screens, particularly on Cox and Kamina, keep working hard, as this is what's got them back into the game. 72.50 and 7 minutes, 15 seconds left to go, John. It's a ball game at a 20-point margin, or 22-point margin. Kayla Francis has checked back into the game. Cox drives to the basket, makes the bucket, and draws the foul. Can go to the line for a three-point play and perhaps snuff the Institute confidence out of this game. The nine point run was impressive to watch and the fans that are here have really started to get behind this AIS side and in fact all the AIS players getting a bit of voice. Cox misses the free throw though and Ken- not Kennedy, it's Gaze in the Kennedy singlet making her move. Of course uh, Jamie Kennedy joining us on Capital Basketball here on sportradio.com.au Lewis lights up for the two, she had her toe on the line but it was a great shot from Molly Lewis from right on the left-hand arc. Exactly what Dave Herbert was asking his team to do. Make them put it on the floor. Don't give them looks outside because they can make three-point shots. Mia Newley is guarding Camino. The pass to Camino from Cox was over her head. Francis, the beneficiary of the intercept, dishes to Molly Lewis outside the right-hand perimeter. Being guarded very strongly. Goes back outside to Francis. She passes. It's knocked out of court by the Townsville Fire. An institute ball on the left-hand inbound pass. 6 minutes 34 on the final quarter clock, 16 seconds on the shot clock, 74 to 53, 21 points to lead the fire. The pick and roll from Newley to Francis. Francis back to Newley and she scores. Yes, and great move there. They've also been able to keep both uh, Cox and also, well, not so much Cox, but Camino has not scored in this last turn in the first four minutes. Newley running with her at the moment. Heritage drives all the way, makes an easy lay in down the left-hand lane. Kate Gaze running the floor at the moment. Dean Kinsman electing to stick with his five are out here at the moment because they are the players who are hot and scoring. Lewis lights up for the three and hits the back of the iron. Look good off the hand. They've got to be conscious and not to get too trigger happy from beyond the arc even though they're dropping, Craig. Yes, that's right. They still want to run through their offensive sets. There still is plenty of time as I think uh, Trucker there, Tanya Heritage, has, been, has got the four on Molly Lewis. So they both wore nine, so I saw the nine go up on the referee's hand, but I still wasn't sure who was the uh, fowler because I thought it was a 50-50. Nicole Hunt checks back into the game, replacing Kate Gaze, who takes a rest right next to Dean Kinsman, the coach of the Australian Institute of Sport. A 21-point lead to fire. Lead by at the line. Shooting to is Flanagan. She makes the first from the charity strike. She's only up to three points of the night, Rachel Flanagan. A quiet night by her standards, Tanya Flanagan. She's averaging nine points per game, Craig. So up to four points now, converting both of the free throws. Hunt pushing into the front court to Molly Lewis. She's getting a screen from Francis. Lewis is open for the three. Can't hit it. Camino gets the board. Flicks it back outside to Wilson. Wilson now inside the perimeter to Camino. Lights up for the two from the elbow and makes an easy bucket. Well, she made it look easy anyway, Craig. Yes, that's right. And uh, Camino getting her first points for the final term. 
just on the four and a half minute mark. That is a concern because the AAS have really dominated offensive play and defensive play have really put up the stops. The margin is back out to Lewis, 25 points. Lewis getting now. subbed out now, but I will say, John, the open looks were there. She was unguarded on the perimeter. You've got to take them yep. when you're given that much time and space. Hunt dishes inside, looking for Newley, who traps it on the left-hand baseline. Passes back to Hunt. Hunt, for a small player, she's using her physicality well. Passes over the top for Francis. Kraus gets the hand to it. Out of court, there's only four seconds on the shot clock. Yeah, so expect Newley to go straight inside to Francis. He'll try to get herself free. She's looking for options now. She knows she has to go long. Goes to Francis, but she's not in the paint where she wanted to be. Jacks up a three and nails it! Kayla Francis is up to 18 points for the evening. The Institute trail 80 points to 58, but what a final quarter they have played. They have really taken it up to this Townsville fire outfit. Camino with the ball, passes up the top of the arc, finds Brassard who was fouled. It's Kraus who was fouled. And disappointing result there for the Institute. They're up to five fouls for the quarter, so in the bonus for the remaining 4 minutes 48 is the Townsville fire, and Kraus will go to the line to shoot a pair, Craig. Yeah. And this is where Townsville have been able to dominate so much, getting the easy baskets from the charity stripe. And uh, once again, with AIS being first into five team fouls, this is where they could find their score start to blow out once again. 88% from the free throw line in season 06-07, and she makes the first, misses the second. Camino, the offensive board, tries to jack up the shot. She missed it, complete air ball. Wilson got the rebound, but knocked it out of court. Institute ball. On the defensive baseline, 81 to 58, 23 points the margin. Hunt receives in the backcourt from Schatz. Pushes down the right wing, now into the front court. Wilson guarding her. Off nodes now to Mia Newley, the three-point specialist in this Institute team. Tries to get herself open, flicks it back outside to Francis. To Newley, left-hand baseline, driving now inside the paint. Off the glass, knocks it in for a two-point conversion. Yes, good work by Newley once again. She saw she had, didn't have the open look. So she went inside to Francis, straight back to Newley, who was cutting baseline, as Camino's called for another charge. And uh, Molly Lewis is getting into the ear of Damien Nesmith. And she's up to four personal foul. No, sorry, that is the num other number seven for the Institute. Yeah, look at the right side. <laughs> yes, she's up to her first personal foul of the night, Craig, so nothing to worry about. That would have been interesting if she was fouled out of the game, though. Well, it's not going to happen. She's a, no. she's a smart campaigner, Renee Camino. Every side, DeFrancis, blocked. Krauss is doing a We could job. do a duet, Craig. Yeah. Well, we're both more comfortable calling the game than talking about it. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. Wilson has the ball for the... Fire inside the front court, passes to Cox, bounce pass, finds Flanagan, bounce pass intended for Wilson. It came off the foot of Katie Ebsery, a foot violation. Yeah. Unfortunate and for they her. Said it was deliberate. So a 24 second reset on the shot clock for the Townsville Fire. Interesting, Luella Tomlinson has not seen much court time in this second half, if any, Craig. Nah, and it is uh, disappointing. Up to three quarter time, she, well, had racked up those fouls early. And uh, Tomlinson has got 11, no, not 11 minutes, 3 minutes, 7 seconds. Yeah, she didn't go out in that third term, and we haven't seen her so far in the fourth. Camino baseline throw in, 21 seconds on the shot. Dishes to Wilson, who is heavy fouled by Hunt. Hunt has a wry smile on her face. She knows she got the job done. Wilson didn't convert the shot, but will go to the line to shoot two shots. 
the score, 81 to 60. Three minutes 40 remaining on the final quarter. It's a right smile, but Wilson is a fantastic three point free thrower shooter. And as Craig just puts the moz on her, she misses the first free throw. Kelly Wilson, 83% from the free throw line this year. Misses the second. Francis with a big rebound. Passes to Hunt. Hunt running the floor at the moment for the Institute. She's doing well on a pass. Was knocked away by Wilson. Gets it to Camino on the transition. Back to Wilson. Does she travel? She charges into Hunt. And there is a mix-up between the two referees. One calls Hunt for the foul. One calls an offensive foul on Wilson. And it is an offensive foul that has been called in the end. They unify their calls. And the Institute pushed back into the front court courtesy of Hunt. Newly back to Hunt. Looking for an option inside. Francis moves outside the perimeter now. Right hand side. Bounce pass to Katie Ebsery. Makes her way inside the paint. She travels with the ball. And now she's helped to her feet by Williams and Heritage of the fire. Gives a low five to her teammate Nicole Hunt. Disappointed with the result there. 21 points the margin in favour of the fire over the Institute. You're listening to Sport Radio's call of round nine of the defence jobs WNBL. Renee Camino looks inside. It was an ambitious pass. It was chopped off by Ebsery, intended for Wilson. Ebsery transitioned down the court. Passes underneath the basket to Francis. Goes to Newley. Kicks it back outside by Francis to Hunt. Hunt swings it to Francis. Fakes the three-point. Goes to the elbow. Dishes to Ebsery underneath the basket. She coughs up the ball. That was an awkward pass roll. They turn it over the AS. Camino now in the front court. Charges into Hunt. Knocks her to her feet. Receives back from Cox in the paint. Looks to get the shot up. Francis, good defensive work. Gets a block on the shot. But then her offensive board comes from Camino. And she knocks it in off the glass. 83 to 60. 23 points to lead. 2 minutes 25 on the final quarter clock. The fire will record their six victories of the 06-07 WNBL season. Newly lights up for the three count. Hit the bucket. Rebound comes from Williams. Pushing down the court now for the Townsville Fire. Craig Ravel. This is entertaining basketball in the last quarter. Yes, and uh, it's, uh, well, obviously an update of the score has got out to the captain of the Capitals because uh, Kelly Abrams and Tully Bevilacqua have just got here for the last two minutes of the game. And, well, it's going to be an interesting two minutes indeed. Cox back on the floor, banks it in, and shots now will draw another foul, and that will be her third, sends the Townsville Fire... Back to the line, and Cox on 14 points is going to be a uh, well. Is going to be a interesting last two minutes of this game. Martin Langford checking into the game. They replace Newley and also Hunt of the Institute. A double substitution by Dean Kinsman at the line. Cox makes the free throw. Well done by Ronnie Cox. Makes the three-point play. 15 points for this evening, Ronnie Cox. Another solid performance from her. She was the standout player last night against the Canberra Capitals. Schatz drives along the baseline, pulls up at the paint. There's a turnover. Into the front court now come the Townsville Fire. Heritage dribbles through her loads, passes to Williams outside the perimeter. Great little knock away from Francis underneath the paint. The pass came from Camino, intended for her teammate Claudia Brassard. 13 seconds on the shot, inbound ball from the Townsville Fire Camino, drives right hand baseline, great defensive work from Martin, Cox gets a great rebound, and then there's a foul called, is it on Emma Langford? Yeah, she got sandwiched between Cox and Camino then, Cox is going to have the shot, and once again, just giving away the foul so early in the half, as 
has cost them because this game's blown out for 26 points. It is, but they've put up a spirited performance in this second half, Craig, particularly this final term. They went on a 9-0 run at the beginning of the quarter, and I'd be interested to know the actual full run that they went on from the end of the third quarter, because they drained that three right on three-quarter time, so it was at least a 12-0 run. Mm. It has been a, a good spirited performance by the AAS, but they, the scoreboard is going to show them going down by a lot. By a considerable margin. They were never really in the game, even when they started the fight back. They only drew within 19 points, I think, was as close as they got, so... Still some work to do for the Institute in the development of this young squad. Nikita Martin has it 1 minute 14 on this clock in the game. Now lining up is Ebsery for the three. Hits the back of the iron. Doesn't fit. Francis gets the offensive board. And her own offensive board again. Knocks it in. She's up to 20 points for the evening. And that may very well be the first Institute player to achieve 20 points in a game this season. Uh, it's going to be close as Francis tries to... Oh, a block shot on Brassard! Francis left the dribble behind, though, which was frustrating. Into the last minute of the game, and Martin oh, dumps off a hard pass. Had to give Langford a task. Schatz thinks about the three-pointer. Francis thinks about the three-pointer. We're grinding down the clock. Francis will put it in, but... Oh, a blocking foul on Brassard is going to see her out of the game. Gloria Brassard has been fouled out of the game. Kayla Francis has a little smile to herself because I think she may have been surprised at the call. She did I thought go was hard to the basket, made the conversion. She's up to 22 points for the evening. Gloria Brassard fouled out. Francis will go to the line for the three-point play. Walsh is, comes, uh, Abbott comes in. Uh, Kayla Francis is establishing herself as a very good player in this competition, Craig. She is going to be a player to watch in the future. There is no doubting that. She is going to be a very, very good player in this league, and who knows where it will take her. Francis makes the three-point play for the Institute. She is a talent at both ends of the court as well. Adelaide Lightning would be licking their lips. Birthplace, Mount Barker, South Australia, born 1st of May, 1989. Gee, she's... Seven years younger than me, so that makes her still only 17, Craig. So she may even have another year with the Institute, you'd think. She will do indeed. Ebsery has it outside the three-point arc. Down to the last 16 seconds of this contest. Nikita Martin drives left-hand lane, dishes back outside to Langford, kicks it to Schatz. Schatz fakes the three, drives to the foul line all the way, tries to go off the glass, gets her own offensive board, knocks it in. Then Francis gets the rebound, and oh, she can't convert points number 25. And there is the buzzer as Cox throws up the prayer, doesn't make the shot. Full time at the AIS training hall in round nine of the Defence Jobs WNBL. And the Townsville Fire take it out over the AIS, 90 points to 65. A 25 point margin in the end, but the Institute did fight back. They trailed by 14 points at quarter time, 34 points at half time, 29 points at three quarter time, the final margin. 25 points with sportradio.com.au. Do the leading scorers before we go to the break here, John. It was Camino with 24, Rani Cox with 19. They were the, oh no, sorry, and of course uh, Tanya Heritage on 10 points, the only ones in double figures, but everyone on the Townsville side getting into the points. For the AIS, it was 23. Leading the way, a shining light was Kayla Francis. Nine points to Langford and nine points to Newley. It is a very interesting game. In the end, it is, a, what, a 25-point victory to the Townsville Fire. But it, well, it was tougher than that at times, but still a comfortable win.
Yeah, in the end, a comfortable win, Craig, but I think the Institute really improved their game in the second half. But the, it, it's critical that they take some of that form into the next week's matches. They've got a double header next week. They take on Adelaide on Friday night, and then they back it up across the Nullarbor against Perth on Saturday. The Canberra Capitals play Bulleen on Thursday and also Dandenong on Saturday. So both Canberra teams, a couple of games next week. John Keogh is with the winning coach, Dave Herbert. You really blitzed them in the first half. Yeah, the second half, I, I suppose you, what do we score, 50-whatever points? It's, it's hard to keep that momentum going. I asked to their credit, came out and played a better second half defensively and uh, tried to lock us down. So uh, we were still able to get in the like the 90 points we scored, but uh, it was a much better performance by them in the second half. Renee Camino was absolutely sensational, particularly in the first half. She had a quiet night in the first half last night. Was that something that she focused on tonight to really get out in the first half and make an impact? Yeah, for sure. She's, she's a great athlete. She's a great person. So uh, she, she has a tremendous future ahead of her. It's, it's now the... The, the, I suppose the mental toughness when you compete against the likes of Tully Bevilacqua and Kelly Abrams, how you handle it. So uh, they're, they're things that we're working out with her and she's only going to get better as we go. Was it pleasing from your perspective that you were able to give all your players considerable court time tonight and they all got on the scoreboard? Yeah, that, that is good. It, it shows that we have the depth there. Uh, it probably, I, I probably should do that a little bit more. I think it, sometimes it's, it's difficult in the tighter games to get everyone through, but uh, they're proving themselves. I thought Andrea Walsh was a great spark off the bench in the first half, and that's a credit to her. In the context of your season, it was a must-win game. You're still sitting behind uh, Bulleen, and you're around about the same as Danny Nong, trying to push towards that top four. What's the aim from here for the remainder of the season? Well, we're, we're looking towards Christmas right now. Uh, we have Sydney and Perth. Uh, to go, so uh, and uh, and the AIS again, actually. So, yeah, we we're 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 confident we can get a couple of those, and uh, the the win next week against Sydney would be the icing on the cake. It'll put our season back on track. Well, we saw you have a good win against Sydney a few weeks ago. Good luck next week, Dave. Thanks for joining us on Sport Radio. Thank you. Joining us now is Rani Cox. She scored 19 points tonight. You'd be happy with your performance, but more importantly, a win for the team. Yeah, you know, all the girls won the scoreboard, so yeah, pretty happy about that. One of two from the road trip this weekend. Slightly disappointing last night not to get the win against the Capitals. You put in a terrific performance yourself, but this was really crucial tonight to stay in touch with the top four. Yeah, uh, just coming um, off a loss, you know, pretty depressing, but, you know, we have to back it up the next day. And just, yeah, all the girls played really well today. You came out firing in that first quarter. Renee Camino scored 14 points. Was there a great emphasis by your coach, Dave Herbert, tonight to really make an impact early? Um, yeah, for sure. Well, um, Danny Nong beat uh, AIS last night by by a lot, and like we just looked at what they did. So we just got up, did the full court stuff, and yeah, Renee was always open and always there. Yeah, it must be good for her perspective to come back against her old team and shoot a few points. She's chatting with a few friends courtside at the moment, so she's obviously well-known in the Canberra area. Where do you go from here? Sydney next week? Are you looking forward to that one? Yeah, uh, we've got a win and a loss against Sydney, so this is like the decider game on who, you know, who beats out of the series. So yeah, we're pretty pumped, pretty excited. Only one game on the road, so should be a good one. Well, Rahani, thanks very much for joining us and good luck for the rest of the season. No worries, thank you. Well, Dean Kinsman, after another slow start, they came alive in the final quarter. Yeah, well, I think I was really sort of pleased after half time. Um, you know, a greater effort, applied effort in defence, um, better containment, better closeouts, helped us to be able to hold position on the floor and forced them to take you know, harder shots and we got a reward a little bit with some defensive rebounds, which created a bit of run for ourselves. So to win the second half, uh, you know, like 41 to 32, you know, we'll take that. 
It was interesting to see how uh, aggressive the townsville were going at you right from the start. They they figured that I imagine that you guys would be just trying to lick your wounds and get back into the normal pattern after last night. Yeah, well, I think uh, we've shown a little bit of tendency of the last three or four games to be a little bit um, well, not switched on enough, I guess, at the beginning, and we'll have to address that. But we just seen the you know most teams come out and apply that full court pressure at us and try to get us rattled a little bit and. We haven't handled that quite so well, and I thought tonight we made some significant adjustments to that, and, and there were some encouraging signs. The biggest disappointment for me over the last three games is keeping teams off the foul line, like 48 three throws today, 43 last week when they played up there, last night there was 38. Um, you know, we've got to the foul line 29 times in the last three, time, uh, three games, and the opposition's got there 141. You know, that's just a massive discrepancy, and, uh, you know, a lot of it's to do with our technique, but... I don't know, I just, you know, there's a couple of times I feel like we're going to the basket and we're just going to play a bit more stronger and get ourselves on the line. In fact, when you got yourself down to 19 points deficit, it was the free throws that were really keeping Townsville with uh, some momentum on the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah, in particular there was one play at 19 where we secured a defensive rebound and and lost possession on the outlet pass and uh, back on the basket foul puts him back on the line, steadies the ship for them a little bit, and then a three-point play, next play down, off a missed rebound. And yeah, the, the three-throw line, when you're behind in the foul count, it's always going to hurt you when you're trying to play aggressively. So, you know, they, they were smart enough to milk that when they needed to. You've got a team there where you can rotate your starters, but regularly starters aren't making the score, and tonight it was Kayla Francis who came off the bench with 23 points. Yeah, Kayla, you know, three or four weeks ago, had a super game against the Caps, and then she's been very quiet and... We just felt that we'd just let the pace of the game start a little bit and, and bring her in. And I thought she did you know, a great adjustment there and, and really uh, played well for us and was a key focal point. You know, we need more of uh, Nikki Martin and Beck Schatz, you know, both defensively play hard. Uh, but tonight to come up with zero points in uh, 50 minutes between them is, is just not enough for us. And also disappointing, I guess, was uh, Lewis and Tomlinson who missed last night's road trip and couldn't get themselves up to speed in the game tonight. Oh, I lose probably, uh, you know, she missed a bit last night through injury and, uh, you know, sort of made the team tonight on a bit of a 50-50 call, so you could probably give her a little bit of leeway. Molly's finding her feet in that rotation and, you know, she's a good enough player to do it. She just needs a bit of confidence to be at it. Like when she knocked the shot down tonight, the next few minutes she's, she's into it, but with a player who's lacking a little bit of confidence, a couple of closeouts, a couple of cheap fouls, um, you know, she's starting, away, she's starting to second-guess herself, but we'll, we'll work through that with her. You obviously have to segment the season and now you're getting into the, the pre-Christmas rush as it was and I imagine that you're just trying to build now four world championships rather than talking about uh, getting out of this season. Oh, well, certainly. Well, everything's a stepping stone towards the world world, uh, world championships but uh, I think that the main thing over the last month or so is we've had the two-week tour, we've had two weeks of year 12 exams straight on the back of that and I think mentally and, and, and emotionally the girls have been very, very flat and I felt tonight... Probably 20 minutes, you know, was a catalyst to get onto another platform, and and our next three weeks before Christmas, you know, we need to surge a little bit and and apply ourselves and and set ourselves up so the season, you know, doesn't get away from us. We want to get something out of it so that we can take some momentum into the worlds, and we're playing good quality players, and and you know, we got to. I think tonight we got something out of it in the end. Do you play a different game when you're playing international basketball as opposed as opposed to defence jobs WNBL? Well, the, the difference is the maturity of players in the uh, 
in the WNBL like connections between between their groups. They can physically just play together through each other and they play well. At the Worlds, you'll find that there'll be two or three really key players in each group, and you can you can target defensively uh, a couple of their players to make adjustments, and that that certainly helps. Uh, our style of game is is usually pretty good at the at the Worlds. It's a little bit different from the European style, which predominantly is made up of the of the world um, rankings. So you know, like yeah, the Worlds is a world away from, so, you know, pardon the pun, from, from the WNBL. And, uh, you know, the experience that we take here is, is to play those mature players and look at decisions that they make and look when they need to make plays and who to go to at what times. And that's what we're trying to get out of this year. All in all, tonight we'll see a, uh, well, a TV game next time you're at home. And obviously everyone wants to look good on TV. Yeah, well, you know, we certainly would want to redeem ourselves from last night's performance on national TV to try and showcase what they can do, you know, like, and, and that game is a, a tricky one for us because it's a double road trip, Sydney here and Townsville the next night up in Townsville, and it's a tough way to finish on the 22nd and 23rd of December, um, so, you know, we're working hard to keep the, the girls' heads in it before they, they depart for Christmas, and, you know, Sydney is a super team, got lots of depth, and I guess, you know, you want to play the best to see where you're at, and, and hopefully, you know, we've made some steps forward to to putting out a, a good contest in that particular game. Now, I think from memory, and you can you can correct me here if I'm wrong, last year you didn't have a, a Christmas break for the girls, really, but normally they'd had a two-week break around that Christmas time. Well, well last year we actually did, oh. um, but the year before we, we certainly didn't, and this year, again, is, is, is very limited. The girls are only going to get probably five or six days, and, and you know, it's the way it is, because we went to the States to, to double up to, to catch up games. We've got to play a lot of double road trips, Having said that, it, 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 and we understand that, it is a really tough way to finish the year off, and especially when these kids are here all year and they finish school and normally they'd be on school holidays for probably a month before that. They're still working and here and playing and, and to get home on Christmas Eve at some of them not till 8 o'clock at night, it's pretty tough, and they travel back on New Year's Day and um, or New Year's Eve, I should say, for some of them. It doesn't really give them a lot of time at home, and um, that's, that's probably the downside for them. Is it an upside, though, without school and the way they can treat it more like a profession rather than a semi-profession? Well, that's, that's, that's a really good positive thing for us because it's an adjustment to make again from their normal routine. Uh, we look at the way that we practice over that period of time, and we're able to spend a lot more time individually with them, and we're able to spend a lot more time with the, uh, with the review uh, of their games through the, through the video. So that's going to be very, very fruitful for us. So that side of it helps a lot. Um, we've, we've got them all working, though. We, uh, they still work two to three hours a day, which might not sound a lot, but 15 hours a week, it helps them to keep motivated. It helps them to you know, learn a few other life skills, and we think that's an important part of their makeup instead of just, you know, loafing at home and, and whatever. So, yeah, they're, they're good. They do it. They work at it. This year for yourself, you've had two assistant coaches, and it's been interesting that uh, Coach Ireland has done a lot of the talking to the players on the bench and just doing a bit of extra coaching when you've been focusing in on the game. And I guess Nikki has been running a slightly different role this year. Yeah, certainly that's been, that's been a, a significant adjustment. Uh, both of them have got different different styles and different flair that they bring to the coaching table. And Nikki is more through the you know the the statistical side of the game and looking through that. And Nikki Ott, that's Nikki Bearstar. Nikki Island is one who who sort of plays the position in the guard and reads the game well and she provides a lot of feedback and and that's just a continuity through the individuals that we run and she's really good at relaying messages to the group and uh, she's a good medium between myself and allow me to to coach and I can ask you know talk to her about things that are happening on the floor and 
and Nikki can provide a lot of data and a lot of you know where we're at with different things as well. So it's a good combination. It's a bit of a change too to your first year in the program where you you both Nikki Barstow and yourself were really thrown in the deep end coming into the program right on the start of the year. Yeah, well, yeah, that was a baptism of fire for anybody. You know, like. Uh, uh, a new appointment for myself and not having been here for that probably six weeks before the season started uh, three major injuries in ten days before the season and, and one in the season in the first two weeks uh, Nikki and her new role yeah it was a really interesting time for us it was a, a very difficult one for the whole program uh, this year here is significant differences that you can see that we've got more more bodies we've got a bigger squad this year not just in size in numbers we're working on a transitional phase to the uh, 09 worlds we've got five girls in at the moment currently eligible for that so the squad is growing uh, we have two more in in january we're actually going to have 17 in so that in itself is going to be a you know an art in itself to uh, to handle and manage that but we'll do that well and that's the that's the reason for the three coaches of course you mentioned those three injuries last year one was Rene camino who left the program to go up to Townsville. The other, Lisa Scaglia, who really impressed in one game that she got to play. How is she progressing? Is she making any sort of comeback? Yeah, well, Lisa's uh, just commenced running. Um, she's in great shape. She's managed to uh, really work well in, in her, in her uh, rehab. She's got herself fined down a little bit, and they're hopeful that she can start to make some... Well, she won't play WNBL this year. She's looking at a, a, an introduction into it next year. Um, Christina Fox, who was another one, she's overseas playing in Oklahoma State, uh, playing college over there. So I'm really pleased with her progression. And Renee, I'm really proud of her, her progression back in the WNBL. And again tonight, you know, 24 for them, 24 for us in our singlet. That would have been a, almost the difference of the two groups. But I'm really proud of her, the, of the way that all, all three of them, and in particular Renee, that dedicated herself to do the work to get back to it. But that said, you have still got a, a great team. Unfortunately, they've got the big P hanging over their head, which is potential. Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, it is a loosely used word, and, and one we've got to try and keep in, our, in perspective for our, our group. But uh, you know, our backcourt with Ebsery and uh, Gaze at 16, and, and Nicole Hunt, who's just done an amazing job of coming in for only a, two weeks, and uh, she's really helping us a lot. Jamie Kennedy back at the point, and maybe they can realise a bit of that potential, and we've got a little bit more control out in, out in the back backcourt, and. That'll help everyone to play their spot a little bit more and help them to settle down a little bit. So uh, potential is one thing. Um, we've just got to capitalise on that, get them to realise it, and then the fruit will be in a few years' time when girls come out of that and, and play perhaps, perhaps at the Ovals. 11 out of 12, the current World Championship team came from here. So uh, in time, we hopefully that we've unearthed another three or four. Well, all the best for the road trip next week, and then we see you back here in two weeks' time, right ahead of Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward. We've got a couple of, yeah, we've got that one and another one to finish off with. We've got five big games to play, and and uh, hopefully tonight we can take a bit of uh, the last half into it and take that positivity out of that and, and move forward. Craig Gravel with the losing coach from tonight of the AIS, Dean Kinsman. Craig, let's wrap up the stats before we end tonight's broadcast. The Institute fought bravely in the second half. And they, in fact, won the second half by 10 points. So they go away with no points in the game, but better experience and also some confidence from that second half. A double-double for Kayla Francis, 23 points, 12 rebounds. A fantastic effort for her. And then next best on the floor was Maya Newley, who's really jumped out of the box here. Nine points tonight, along with Emma Langford. Nine points, only two rebounds and three assists for newly one steal in her 25 minutes. But for the winning 
Townsville Fire, it was a double-double. 24 points, 15 rebounds, 2 steals and 3 assists for Renee Camino. Next best on the floor was Rahani Cox. 19 points for the game, 13 rebounds in another devastating performance. She is really one of the form players in this Defence Jobs WNBL. 10 points for Tanya Heritage Trucker with one defensive rebound, three assists and a one block shot. An amazing stat for one of the point guards to be getting up there with block shots. Then eight points apiece to Brassard and Kraus. I thought Kraus's defensive effort in the second half really did help Townsville stop this uh, performance by the AIS, which was on a roll there at times in that last term. Townsville Fire join other winners in round nine of the Defence Jobs WNBL, the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers, Adelaide, Danny Nong and the Capitals. Tomorrow it's Perth versus Sydney at Perry Lake Stadium. Perth will be looking to snap an eight-game losing streak and pick themselves up off the bottom of the ladder. Turning our attention to round 10 in the Defence Jobs WNBL next week. It's Bulleen against the Capitals on Thursday night. In Geelong too, don't forget yes, that. it is. Adelaide versus the AIS. Danny Nong versus the Capitals on Saturday. Perth versus the AIS. Sydney take on Townsville. A big match that one. And then on Sunday, it's Bulleen versus Danny Nong in the local derby. That spot. They will effectively be playing for fourth spot for around the halfway mark of the season. Repeating the final scores from the AIS training hall, the Townsville Fire 90 defeated the AIS 65. They led by 14 points at quarter time, 34 points at half time, 29 at three quarter time and the final margin 25 points. On behalf of Craig Ravel, I'm John Keogh. Thanks for your company on Sport Radio and join us again soon for more Defence Jobs WNBL action.